Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the View from the Nest podcast with myself, Dark Forest Capital, a contributor at the Index Co-op, and my friend, AG. AG, how are you doing this week? Yeah, yeah, another great week at the Co-op. You know, a lot of exciting things going on. And uh, yeah, I'm in Egypt at the moment, and uh, we just had a 35-degree day on, on Sunday, so I, I can't really complain. Um, not much I can complain about. Uh, how about you, Paul? What's happening? Yeah, I'm all good. Um, like you say, it's been another jam-packed week at the Index Co-op. Um, things moving forward. It's always good to see. Uh, probably best if we just run through what's in the newsletter, as we always do, and, and kind of cover it all off in there. Um, the first thing, I guess, to talk about is that the Flexible Leverage Index has launched, and it launched on Wednesday. We've been banging on about that one for a little while, so it's good to see it take off. Um, if you see what I did there. And uh, yeah, we saw a decent amount of liquidity come into it. And more importantly, a lot of trading to take place, um, which we kind of predicted, but it's nice to actually see that play out. Uh, and I know actually you've got some interesting thoughts on this, AG, because everybody says it's, it's a shorter term hold and it's more for traders. But as far as you're concerned, why wouldn't you hold it for a long time? Yeah, and, and that's uh, there's been a question that's been popping up in, in our Discord, and uh, I personally has been uh, sort of asking that question. Um, I, I would look at it as a, a bit more of a buy and hold, right? Like if you think we're in the bull run and you think directionally you want to be exposed to uh, to Ethereum and, and its upside, then it makes sense that you'd you'd hold this. Like the the streaming fee is not that it's not that high. It's about two percent. It give you a decent amount of of upside if uh, ETH kind of moves up. So I sort of saw it as a as a bit of a buy and hold. But what a, a couple of people in in Discord uh, said and and how they see it is it works as a buy and hold in in a bull market, right? When when we are sort of trending up. But if there is a change in like the macro narrative, right? And and sort of the, the sentiment changes, you don't want to be buying holding it. Right. So like you still want to trade it but around the bigger picture macro uh, narrative. So it's not like a token that you buy and then you just put in the cold storage and, and you forget because like on the downside, right, it magnifies the losses. So you can have a situation where ETH drops 30, 40%. And if, if we're looking at 2x leverage and you just buy and holding it, that's, you know, 60, 80%. Like drawdown is quite significant. So yeah, like buy and hold in, in a trending uptrending market, but certainly keep an eye out on macro developments um, and pay attention to kind of the narrative and, and if it changes. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think it feels like there's a fair amount of PTSD in the space still left over from 2017. And having seen such a mega run up over the last year, um, certainly there are a few people with hesitation around holding a levered ETH Position when ETH is at like eighteen hundred dollars, um, so I can understand where the concern comes from. But equally, yeah, if you're bullish ETH, then it does make sense to LP in the pool. We've seen figures that are coming out at about forty percent APY in terms of the trading fees, and that's before we've even switched on any liquidity mining incentives. 
which is probably why we're, we're now over $2 million in the pool, um, because it's actually quite an attractive place to sit uh, if, you're, if you're feeling a little bit more risky. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, a, it's a fly ETH liquidity pool, right? So if, let's say, fly just constantly stays at, at, at its target 2x leverage, then you're basically getting one and a half ETH exposure in in that pool and collecting at the moment, like you said, 40% uh, APY from trading fees. And um, we are certainly talking about uh, liquidity mining incentives to, to help the pool uh, grow quite a bit. And uh, yeah, I think that's it's rather, rather an attractive place to be. And I'm personally kind of considering um, jumping into it at this point and, and getting that uh, one and a half X exposure and freeing up some capital to uh, to deploy elsewhere. Maybe for the upcoming metaverse index, but um, I'm sure we'll get onto that in a bit. So on the simpler end of uh, the index side of things, we did have Bankless come in and host a community call. Um, not saying the guys from Bankless are simple, of course, but the Bitcoin, Ethereum, DPI, index proposal is and it's designed to be i personally enjoyed that call felt felt like i was actually on a podcast with david and ryan so um yeah i, I use the hashtag starstruck in in the newsletter but it, it was really cool to just you know have the, those guys come in and, and talk to us about how they're thinking about it obviously their strength lies with their their reach their community that they've built um i think they're they mentioned 35,000 subscribers to their Market Monday newsletter, which is obviously huge. Um, but it strikes an interesting balance between, you know, what this product is. It's, it's DeFi native and yeah, it's very simple. So the kind of people who are already DeFi native may be able to manage this product on their own. So it's going to be a case of how do we, how do we push it out to other users and make sure people that are finding bankless and, and who are still on that journey are going down the steps of Bitcoin, Ethereum, DPI, and then holding bed at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, you know, I'm sure with the upcoming success of the metaverse index, we can, we can get you onto, onto bankless, um, or to, you know, to, to reach 35,000 people. <laughs> I don't think my ego needs any more feeding at this point, but yeah, thank you for the offer. Yes, your uh, your metaverse meme uh, went rather ballistic this week or this weekend. So, <laughs> sure yeah. a nice ego boost. But yeah, when it comes to to the product, um, I'm personally like I've been on the fence a little bit and, and going back and forth on whether we should be launching it. I, I still have like some some concerns, uh, I guess, but. At the same time, it's rather easy product to launch. Obviously, bankless guys are great, and, and they have kind of great presence in, in the space and really kind of large audience, and it's the type of partner that, that we'd want. And I generally think that the risk from launching something like this is relatively low. I, I was actually, um, rather, it was rather curious that I think they said that they don't see liquidity mining incentives as a necessity for, for this product. 
certainly I think the, the target market for this is, uh, is very different from all our other products. I think it's a low risk launch and uh, I'm at this point, I'm kind of leaning, leaning on the side of, of supporting it and just getting it out there and, and seeing what, what we can do with the uh, bankless crew on really pushing it forward. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like you said, the, the credibility that they offer as a partner, I think can't be understated. Um, so I'm really excited to, to kind of work with these guys and see where we can get on it. Uh, yeah, and I think the next stage is just to make an official, an official proposal for it. So be on the lookout for that. That's going to be quite exciting. Okay, next up, we had full-time contributor retention. And this is very exciting for you and me both as two of the first four to, to be part of the cohort who are being taken on full-time by the Index Co-op. So we'll be looking after the Metaverse Index as community methodologists, and there will be a post to set the expectations and like some kind of framework around what that actually looks like and, and how that role came about. And then we've, we're joined by Lemonade Alpha and, and Big Sky. Lemonade on the growth side of things, where he obviously does a great job also creating memes on Twitter. And he does a lot more than that to make sure that, you know, we're growing DPI and, and it's a flagship product. And then Big Sky, who landed us our first centralized exchange listing. So it's really good to have those guys focused in the index co-op full time. And yourself, of course. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And and this is kind of it's been in the works for uh, for a while and it's great to kind of finally get it out there and and get in front of the community and um, i think there'll be a, a formal snapshot vote for this if, if i'm not mistaken so yeah i think i think it's a, it's a great step we've obviously had uh quite a few people contributing to to the cob on uh, pretty close to full-time or uh, even sort of beyond full-time basis, really putting in a lot of time and effort. And uh, it, it's great to finally have the framework to bring these contributors uh, on board and, and give them like peace of mind in terms of uh, a salary, but also a greater share uh, in the in the upside uh, through uh, token allocation. So definitely a, a step in the right direction and i actually look forward to expanding this uh, beyond kind of the the first cohort and uh bringing in more people you know and it's something that you and i talked about even a couple of months ago how decentralized autonomous organizations but also like crypto projects in general are the new sort of future of work in a way right it is just so different from what we used to but this is a whole kind of new economy and, and the new workplace that's becoming available to, uh, to those who want to pursue it. Yeah, I'm feeling super fortunate to be part of this and to effectively be a guy that just walked in off the street, started contributing, posting in the forum, chatting on the Discord, and then it snowballed really out of control from there. So it is something that's kind of close to my heart, and I'm hoping that I can like use this opportunity to help other people grow and, and find the same um, pathway to get to a similar level, really. Uh, and it's it's interesting because you see it discussed like just this week with um, Rari Capital, like somebody called those guys out on how old they were and, and kind of made a point of, you know, they're 
some of them are under 18. I think their youngest dev is 15 years old. But the great thing about the crypto space is it's not about what's on your CV. It's about what you're doing and your actions. Um, and they're far more important. So the fact that people can turn up out of the blue, contribute, make an impact, and then turn that into a full-time career. Like that's what's really special about this space. So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about this. I feel amazing being able to be one of the first people through it. And I hope that means we can expand the structure and out to other people who are also putting in a lot of effort in the index co-op. Definitely. And, and I think that I personally like catch myself sometimes, you know, when you hear about a project or you look at the team and you have like a bunch of really young people on it and, and you kind of think about like, oh, like, like, what do they know? Right. But then you kind of catch yourself and, and you look at um, some of the things that have been developed uh, in, in crypto on Ethereum by really young teams and the, the innovation um, and, and the vision that um, some of those guys have is, is just amazing. And I think like it's certainly extremely important in crypto to just leave your biases at the door and uh, just look at the work um, and, and the outcomes uh, and not kind of the age of CV or race or whatever. So yeah, this is uh, really important, I think. And um, as, as as you said, I think th this this opportunity, like this job opportunity in a way is, is only going to continue to grow. I think we have protocols launching on a daily basis, right? We're talking about like hundreds of, of protocols and they all need contributors, like they all need people. And there just aren't that many people around who have kind of the even like the capacity, but also the know-how of even like how to contribute, right? Like I remember my first experience uh, trying to contribute um, with a balancer in, in June. And I was like really active on Discord for a couple of months, but like I couldn't find a way through to like the next level of contribution. And, um, you know, that's something that a lot of people will sort of have to go through and, and maybe we in the community can do a better job of trying to kind of shine the light and, and point people in the right direction. Yeah. And again, that's something that I'm trying to look out and keep an eye out for and, and actually do myself, which is pick up on people who are putting in that effort and help them get to the next level and make sure that their work is, is shared and um, acknowledged really across the community. So yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. Like you say, it's the way that, the crypto space is growing. There's plenty of opportunities out there. And it's just a case of like seeing how other people have done it and then trying to apply that method yourself and, and away you go. Yeah. So let's move on to the next item, which is probably our favorite on the list today, which is the Metaverse Index. It's going live for the final vote in 30 minutes, I think. Or is it already live? It might even already be live, actually, as we record this, which is super exciting. I haven't voted yet but I will go and open the page up and do it right now, immediately doxing myself, of course. So yeah, it's been it's been great getting it to this point. Like I feel like we're just on the cusp of actually really ramping up in terms of our workload to, to get this out and ready for launch. What's been your most exciting thing so far of, of all the stuff that we worked on? Yeah, <laughs> I think that with, with my background in kind of asset management, I've been excited with tweaking with the methodology and like with weights and allocations and 
different like variations of a methodology, whether you do like a straight up market cap or square root of market cap or fully diluted market cap or square root of fully diluted and like the weights that you use for for the market cap weighting, but also for liquidity weighting, is it like 65-35, So like just tweaking all of that and looking at the outcomes and looking at portfolio compositions and, and things of that nature. Um, that's been like really, really exciting for me. But at the same time, like it's sort of, it's, it's type of work that you have to do quite a bit of to get the product off the ground, like get methodology finalized and, and settled. But going forward, I think I'm really looking forward to kind of working with all of the underlying projects, uh, getting to know their communities, getting to know their their products, like going into those different metaverses, playing playing axes, you know, and and doing all of these things, um, and then trying to come up with kind of interesting ways to integrate market um, and and work with with those communities and teams like that's going to be extremely exciting yeah and uh, I think the, the vote is going live in in 30 minutes so you don't have to dox yourself yeah I just <laughs> opened up the page it is live uh, we already have a couple of thousand votes in there in favor which is good that's a good start um, but yeah I'm I can accuse you of being boring this week because playing with the numbers is it's been interesting, but definitely isn't going to be the the most interesting thing that we do. I think, like you say, it's going to be learning more about the projects, getting involved with the community, understanding like how these games work. And I think each community seems to be like super strong. But the interesting thing that we're discovering with that is MVI is going to enable them like to get that exposure to other communities' tokens or other parts of the space that they wouldn't have otherwise because they're all kind of siloed so it's going to be pretty exciting to spread that message um, explain to people how mvi works why it's interesting why they might want to hold it and then the fact that their token is in there as well you know that makes it super exciting for them to be a part of it um, and then as you say once we start to dive into these things more deeply uh, obviously i'll be looking to kick your ass at axie infinity um, maybe build build myself a, a nice penthouse in Decentraland possibly. You know, the possibilities are, are literally endless. And I think we come up with new ways to give ourselves work every single day, um, Think just thinking about all the things that we can do with this. So, yeah, it's, it's just going to be amazing. Can't, can't wait. And to think that we're just at the start of this as well, like the metaverse is just starting to spring up here. What's it, what's it going to look like in 10 years? Yeah, it's, it's super interesting to be right on the cusp of this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it's it's to me what's and obviously I agree to being called boring in this situation. That's uh that's warranted. But what's really interesting to me is we obviously approach the metaverse index from like our wearing our index coup hat, right? Like indices, index investing makes a ton of sense. Everyone understands that, like, you know, easy. But what we are finding out is that um, some of the underlying communities, right, people who hold uh, some of these underlying tokens, they're not necessarily like investors, you know, they're like 
they are to, to some degree, but they like really love the project, love the game, and they just like all in on on that, right? And it's gonna be interesting, like opening up this concept of index investing to to those communities, and and kind of being like, we know you love your game and and your and your community, right? But this is not just one game. This is the whole space, right? We're talking about like the paradigm uh, shift when it comes to ownership economies um, and, and metaverses. So like you already experienced that through your game, but this allows you to sort of make a bet on the whole space. Um, so that's going to be exciting. And then I think also that um, what we've seen recently is that a lot more people are comfortable with like NFTs, for example, and, and understand NFTs more than they understand uh, DeFi, right? So we, we kind of see a lot of mainstream adoption or, or mainstream traction for NFTs, like way more so than, than for DeFi. And giving like those people an opportunity to bet on the entire space with one, one token, one trade, I think that's also kind of a, a massive, a massive market. So there's a lot of, a lot of opportunity here. And and like you said, this is you know, year one. And and obviously, like uh, I think Decentraland has been around since 2018. I want to say, but this is really year one of early mainstream adoption. And and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of future growth uh, is yet to come. Yeah, so I actually saw this week that a, a British comedian, very famous British comedian called John Cleese, who hopefully most people have heard of. He was from Monty Python, if you've ever seen the Monty Python films, like Life of Brian. He put out a tweet to announce that he was doing an NFT. And there's like multiple jokes involved with how he's laid it out. But he... Started the bidding at $100, but put a bite now price of 69346000 the same price that the people went for. And while he's being sarcastic and, and taking the mick, I think this is also going to be an extremely valuable NFT. And, and what he's done is he's drawn the Brooklyn Bridge. So he's making the joke that he's got a bridge to sell you, um, which is obviously like normally used for when people are gullible and they fall for things. Um, and that's currently going on OpenSea for 20 ETH. So it just goes to show that like this stuff, even when you try and sort of take the mick out of it, take the piss a little bit, there's still a demand for it. So it's really interesting to see the that bridge to mainstream people like John Cleese, who must be like 90 years old at this point. Uh, even he has been told by his team that this thing exists and he can make some money and get some clout off of it. <laughs> Yeah, I think kind of the the NFT um, space specifically is um, you know I, I'm I'm no expert, but it just seems rather outrageous some of the prices for for some of the items. I think it definitely uh, feels rather frothy at the moment. But it's also interesting, right? Because if you look at like the metaverse index, it actually owns like a couple of uh, platforms. So it's, in my opinion, right, that's, that's a better bet as opposed to trying to figure out which NFT is going to appreciate over, over time. You, you basically just buy a platform that takes a cut of each transaction and, and that value 
accrues to the token. And, and obviously, like the value accrual mechanisms have to be kind of developed further, right? And and iterated upon. But it's like marketplace is a is a pretty straightforward uh, model in in the real world. And uh, you know, this sort of uh, picks and shovels play is it uh, is arguably a better a better way to. Uh, maybe a safer way to to play the space. Yeah, I think it's fair play to PyDAO who are picking up some of the um, mask and punk tokens, which are far more illiquid, but offer a more direct or maybe even authentic, would you call it, um, approach to to kind of trying to capture the value of the space. But one thing that holding the governance tokens will also give us, uh, and something that we're trying to focus on with DPI, is is meta governance. So that's going to be completely new for the space. Um, but the same as with any other product that we hold as Index Co-op, we are able to, as long as the right contract exists, uh, vote on the underlying using the tokens that we hold within our index. So I don't think that's something that anybody in this space has kind of considered yet. It's probably more of a DeFi thing for now, but it's going to be something that we can expand on um, as we grow. Absolutely, and and I think with kind of you and I being focused on on the metaverse, right? Like coming on full time to focus on this product, um, I, I truly hope that we can actually add some value to uh, the governance of of the underlying uh, protocols. Whether it's on you know maybe maybe it's on kind of organizational side, right? Like some of the things that we are going through right now at 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 the at the top, or maybe it's on tokenomics or something else, right? Like, but just kind of um, be that responsible token holder, responsible partner to to these underlying projects. Given that, like, the space is still early. If if the metaverse index is a success, we'll hold a, a fair share um, of of those underlying tokens and and will have sort of um, a, a relatively substantial weight in the governance if we want to if we want to use it. If I can pull myself away from leveling up my axes for long enough, then uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be down to get involved with some of the more organizational stuff as well. Did you see, going off topic a little bit then, because we've, we've covered the newsletter now, have you seen the latest Bankless podcast with Justin Drake talking about ultrasound money? What do you think of that meme? I haven't I haven't listened to it yet. Um, I think it's the second one with with Justin. Uh, the I think the first one went uh, went live in December or, or January maybe. And I think I actually sent that one to you. And uh, I really really enjoyed that one. Like it was two and a half hours, but it was talking about cryptography. Uh, mostly and uh, cryptography behind Ethereum and, and how uh, advances in cryptography will affect Ethereum, but also Bitcoin blockchain. And I just found like the arguments and the mental models and the train of thought um, of Justin just absolutely fascinating. So I will definitely listen to, to this one. Ultrasound money... Um, I think it sounds great to like DeFi people or like financial people. But like if I'm an average Joe on the street, right? Like what the hell does ultrasound money mean? 
right? Like, I think it's just a bit like targeted meme that I'm not sure how widely applicable it is. Yeah, I think for most uh, for most DeFi natives, they're used to being stared at like a crazy person anytime they try and describe any of this stuff. So, what's just another delusional meme on top of all the other <laughs> memes that they try and put across? Um, yeah, I see your point. I think probably Bitcoiners will understand it. Um, sound money. Anybody interested in finance will probably get it. But for the mass market, it will be kind of lost on them. The thing with Ethereum is it's not it's not easy to summarize what it is in a single sentence or phrase. Like you can say Bitcoin is the digital gold or digital digitally scarce. Um, and that's easy to understand. But Ether is a triple point asset. Mm, yeah, you kind of need like three months worth of trawling through bankless posts and listening to podcasts to, to fully flesh that out. So yeah, ETH has a marketing problem, I think. Um, but scaling, like as scaling and proof of stake comes along, maybe it will be easier to kind of communicate exactly why it's important. Uh, I think as like a trustless settlement layer is probably the simplest you could describe it at this point. But yeah, the the second part of that um that, that like two part podcast thing, I just had it on in the background today, and I absolutely need to listen to it like fully concentrating at some point. Um, there were some analogies about engines and batteries and all sorts of um yeah extra detail, but it was the today was like the economic part of crypto economics. Um, so yeah, it kind of rounded off that conversation. Yeah, super interesting. Obviously, I'm a mega ETH bull. That's why I'm fully in the space now. So yeah, I'll watch it again, fully understand it, try and figure out an easy way to explain it to other people if I haven't already bored them to death. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, there's definitely a marketing problem there. I think the narrative is just uh, too complex. Um, and, and for good reasons, right? Like it just Ethereum does so many things, um, hard to compress it into one, one storyline. But... I, I certainly see guys at Bankless trying really hard to come up with memes that really kind of appeal to to everyone and and are an easy and intuitive way to to describe ETH and uh, you know maybe ultrasound money takes off you, you never know. Okay, well we'll wait and see on that one. So I think that's about it from me. Unless you had anything you wanted to discuss, maybe you've got some some bags to show me this week. I'm not sure, but uh, otherwise. <laughs> I think we've covered everything. No, no bag shilling this week. I think uh, pretty soon we'll be shilling Metaverse Index and the underlying projects. But I think we, not, we already not are. Yet. We? <laughs> yeah, but you can buy it, so it's a bit, you know, it's a bit hopeless shilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing for me. Cool. In that case, then everybody. If you are an index holder and you're listening in, please do go and vote on the MVI DG2 and we will catch you next week. Thanks for listening in.